Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Judgment Call Podcast. As always, this is Miles Wilson, and today we have another rookie update for you. Today is going to be the Miami Dolphins. And this is just any general news about your rookies, how they're doing, uh, good, bad, or indifferent, literally just anything circulating around them and their spot on the 53-man roster. Also, I'm going to be compiling this by looking at any interviews, whether that be between players, coaches, the media, with the players and coaches, however that goes around, anything coaches are saying about the players, anything other players are saying about your rookies, uh, and also watching any of the live camps or any of the clips that are posted on Twitter or YouTube. So we're going to go ahead and get right into it. First round pick to attack a Vialoa, the quarterback out of Alabama. First week of practice, it was up and down. This week looks like a completely different player. Uh, he is much more comfortable, much more controlled. His arm looks way better. He's reading defenses much, much better. He really struggled with that in the first week. His accuracy has been absolutely deadly. Two days ago, he had three touchdowns and a 70-yard bomb to another rookie, Malcolm Perry, in a practice. And he had another great day today. He's being aggressive. Even if he made the occasional rookie mistake, just what you expect. He looks like he's adjusting to the game pretty well. Um, I believe that Fitzmagic is still the projected QB1, but... I'm going to be honest with you. I'm pretty sure we all know that if he continues to impress and improve at this rate each week, it's possible we see Tua before the midseason mark. So, in my opinion, all signs are pointing up for Tua. Second pick, number 18, Austin Jackson, offensive tackle out of USC. He's looking way better than expected. Um, in my opinion, when they drafted him, I thought he was a little bit of a project player. If you watched his tape at USC, he was great against – the lesser competition, but when they actually went up against some real comp like Oregon, he'd get beat every now and then. Kayvon Thibodeau was pretty pretty good, and that's as close to NFL talent as you get it when he was playing in the Pac-12, but he is progressing along really well. I thought he was going to struggle adjusting to the speed of the NFL with how hot and cold he was at USC, but I've been pleased with everything that I've seen from him so far. You can tell he's put in the work and tried to refine his technique, and he's made an immediate impact in training camp. Uh, the offensive line coach said they've been pleased with this effort and work ethic of the guys, all the guys on the offensive line. But I think Miami has found a day one starter and a potential franchise left tackle in Austin Jackson. Next pick, Noah Igbenogany, the cornerback out of Auburn. I was not a huge fan initially because they took a nickel cornerback in the first round since they had Xavier Howard and not Xavier, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones on the outside. I was like, well, you could have got a nickel in the second round and could have went for that hole at safety in the first, but they went with Noah Ibanagani. I wasn't the biggest fan of taking a nickel in the first, but he is a good player. That's not to say he wasn't a bad player, and he's holding his own in camp, and he's even impressing people in camp. So Xavier's still rehabbing from injury, and he was uh, he had COVID early in the year. So he's off of the COVID list now, but he's still rehabbing from injury. So there's been more opportunity for Noah Ibanagani to come in and take more reps, not only as a nickel, but also as an outside corner. And he's taking advantage. He's showing out. So the word circulating around him is that he should and is inspected, expected to be an impact player from day one, which isn't a surprise because we don't know when Miami is going to be getting Xavier Howard back. So that's actually great news that you guys did end up going and getting a cornerback. Next pick, Robert Hunt, the guard. Uh, he's gotten a chance to start a few times in practice, and I would say, say that given all the word around him, he is definitely competing for a starting job, at least in my opinion. So they're trying him out at both guard and right tackle. 
and he's admitted that he can play both well. Uh, so there's no problems there. He's looked decent and won some reps, but he's lost, uh, lost other reps. But uh, there are honestly no flags. I, I don't think at this current rate he'll be starting, but easily I believe that he'll make the roster. I do believe that he'll be a backup at either one of the guard spots or right tackle. And he should be good offensive line depth and possibly could be a starter this year if there's injuries. But in the future, I do see him being a starter on this offensive line. Next pick, Raquan Davis, defensive lineman out of Alabama. There was a whole lot of speculation around what he would turn out to be because of how good his athletic profile was. Uh, Brian Flores was super excited when he got Davis in the draft. It's hilarious. If you go back and watch the clip of when they called his name, they panned to Brian Flores in the war room, and he was doing the Birdman hand rub in the office trying to, like, hey, man, I just lucked up on an absolute gym. And apparently it's been for good reason because he has been lighting it up in practice with some super dominant reps, and he is looking like he is fighting for a whole lot of playtime this year, a potential starter, uh, or at least someone who should get a lot of playtime as a rotational edge edge rusher, but – He's been playing on the interior D-line. He's been playing as an edge. He's been playing as a defensive end. Beat writers have been saying he's regularly in the backfield and impacting the Dolphins' offense in the pass and the run game. It's it's very rare that a rookie is effective in both. Uh, usually, if you have a great athletic profile and they put you on the field and you're making plays, you're making splash plays as an edge rusher. Saying that he's good in the run game, that's how you know that this guy is making strides to be a potential starter. Next pick, Brandon Jones, safety out of Texas. Uh, he's continuing to play, impress right along with his 2020 draft classmate, Noah Igbenogany. Coming out of the draft, I knew he'd be a sub-package guy, written all over him. That's why I originally didn't know what to make of this pick, because I was like, well, he doesn't have long speed. I'm not sure he has enough speed to even be a cover two corner, so he's surely going to be a sub-package guy. They're going to run him in the nickel for however much they do run the nickel, but as practices have gone on, he's getting workouts in with linebackers as well as safeties. So I was like, hmm, the Dolphins are going to use him as intended. So this is turning out to be an absolutely fantastic pick. Uh, Nickel is becoming a base defense in most defensive packages. So I'm pretty sure he'll be on the field a good amount, whether they do run him as a safety, a box safety or a linebacker. So that's really, really good news, honestly. That means he's being effective. Uh, he says he wants to work on being a step ahead in Flores' defense, which is good. Uh, you want to be there between the ears, especially as a rookie. And that he also said that it's really critical to have your fundamentals and technique down. So I'm going to assume that this pick is going to pan out for the Dolphins. Uh, Solomon Kinley, the guard out of the University of Georgia. Um, you really got to love Georgia linemen. If you watch them play, a lot of the reason the running backs do good is because they have a bunch of maulers up front. And Kindley is no different. He's off to a super strong start in Miami, uh, turning heads and impressing coaches with his play. He's led the, he's, right now, he's on the right track to grab that right guard spot. This is probably going to be your week one starter at the right guard spot. Now, he had a f- great first week of practice, uh, doing the same this week, starting off just as strong. Big dude, really big dude. Smooth mover, another great pick. It seems like you guys really knocked this draft up the park, or at least your front office. So next pick. Jason Strobridge, the defensive end out of UNC. This guy had just as good of an athletic profile as Raekwon Davis, and because of that, they might have found another diamond in the rough here. Uh, They drafted him knowing that he had a great athletic profile, but he was pretty raw. But so far in camp, he's looking pretty good. 
He's played both defensive end and defensive tackle. And he's also got a sack two days ago. And Saturday, he also got a sack. And he made a few splash plays in Monday's practices. So I think he's in great shape to make the roster. I, I don't think his roster spot is in doubt at all. But where is he going to end up? Probably a rotational edge rusher, more than likely. The way that people are talking about him sounds like they're going to try and get him on the field if he continues to excel throughout practice. Curtis Weaver, the edge out of Boise State. Well, I don't know if you know by now, but he did get cut. He got hurt, uh, and he needs surgery on his left foot, which I don't know why they waived him. They could have just kept him on the roster and brought him back, but they decided that they wanted to just move on from him, so they waived him on August 24th. And that's all the news. I, I don't know who he got claimed by. I think it was Cleveland. Uh, next pick, Blake Ferguson, long snapper. Uh, do you care about long snapper news? I, I don't. I don't watch long snapper tape. Um, he he was activated off the COVID nineteen list. I guess he made it onto there, so he got off of that list a couple of weeks ago. But I mean, he's a long snapper. There isn't too much news surrounding his name. I, I'd assume that if he couldn't long snap, he'd be cut already. So you have guys have a great long snapper now. Malcolm Perry. The wide receiver slash quarterback out of Navy um, on the receiving end of a 70 yard bomb from Tua that I mentioned earlier. And that's just one play on his list of accomplishments. They've been running him out of the slot exclusively and he's been making plays, which is really surprising to me because he was drafted as a quarterback out of Navy. So his him translating here. Maybe it's just a product of them only running the option all day and he knows how to make guys miss. One of the coaches said that he played tag growing up, so it's pretty natural for him to make guys miss. I'm not sure how that correlates, but, hey, coaches say things. Um, all the coaches are actually saying that he's fairly interesting because of how he got to this got to this spot from playing quarterback at Navy to wide receiver in Miami. Say he's showing off really good quickness and speed, and I also see that too. He's, he's actually really quick, but he's kind of short. But still, if they're playing him out the slot, that hardly matters. Um, but yeah, he's hauling it. He's hauled in a couple of scores. It's not just that 70 yard touchdown from Tua that he caught. He's hauled in a couple passes from Tua. So uh, that's actually really great news for the 246 pick. And I expect him to make the roster and possibly contribute in 2020, even though they have Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, some really good wide receivers in Miami. If he can find his way onto the field, I see him being very effective. And that's all I got for you guys. It really, really sounds like you are going to have a great year watching them, especially your rookies. Uh, knock this knock this draft out of the park. But that's all I've got. My name is Miles Wilson, and this has been the Judgment Call Podcast. I uh, appreciate you if you are tuning in. And if it's your first time, make sure you stop by again. Uh, have a great day or whatever it is for you whenever you listen to this. I'm out.